Hey guys, it's Carlos from the We're Just Fans podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm joined, of course, by the one and only Poppy. Let him know what's up, Poppy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hopefully I won't get kicked out this time. <laughs> and of course, we got the one, the only, Reels. Let him know what's up, Reels. Thank God. Who, Thank who God is this guy? <laughs> he wasn't there Sunday. We had a completely <laughs> different guy. Seriously. I'm actually, let me, let me, let me go with Poppy's point. There's I'm I'm glad there's only one. Because yeah. imagine if there were two or more of this guy. Yeah, right. I couldn't. I couldn't know. The worst. Anyway, he's uh, yeah. So <laughs> Rios, how you doing, bud? <laughs> Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. All right, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get into our little shenanigans a little later in the podcast right. from uh, our trip to uh, the DFW. But first, Ew. let's talk a little. Yeah. It, <laughs> first of all, let's talk and see how Poppy. Where you been, man? We barely we only see you on Tuesdays now. Barely, man. It's work is works a bitch, man. What can I say? But uh, hard working man, right there. I'm trying to keep up with everything. Um, I saw you guys were in the spaces on Twitter, yeah. Uh, before the before the Sunday game, uh, I was at work, but I, I tried to join in and listen for a little bit. You guys were uh, talking to some uh, Texas fans and all that, so I thought it was pretty cool. Hopefully, we can do some more of those in the future, and hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to join more. Right. Yeah, man, it's just working, man, just working. Yeah, we sent no, that, you the it's on Sunday. Yeah, the dude, yeah, he works on Sundays. But yeah, uh, now that you brought it up, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, we have another one this Sunday at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, right before Zeke. Uh, thanks to the folks at WagerWire for helping us with those. Thank you guys very much. And we'll be talking again this Sunday about some of the Texans things, almost kind of like what we are going through today. But we'll shed a little bit more light, man. We had a really good little discussion last week. It got heated towards the end, right? With two, yeah, uh, was... with two fans. I was like, oh, I don't want it to end, but I was like, I don't want to. I know Zeke's coming up, and we got to cut it. But <laughs> it was really good. It was, it was a good, it was a good time. So uh, before we start today's uh, show, uh, I do want to give a shout out. Uh, we were supposed to have a guest today, uh, our old buddy Jeff, but you know things happen in life. And Jeff, let's just uh, we won't get into detail about what it is, but Jeff. Just know we're here for you, buddy. We love you, and uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll have you back in, brother. We, you're, you're in our thoughts today, and uh, you know, uh, this, this, uh, we'll dedicate this podcast today for you. Okay, hopefully it's not too bad, <laughs> but uh, this is for you today, buddy. Uh, you know, no promises. Yeah, no promises, but it's for you, okay, bud. Anyway, um, moving on, um, man. Uh, let's talk a little bit of Texans. All right, so the Texans this weekend. Uh, let's talk about NFL Week 15. The Texans this weekend go against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I wanted to give the little extra silence and see how we reacted to that, boys. How are we doing? How are we doing? So, just to be clear, this no Damian Pierce for this week, and then perhaps next week he has a high ankle sprain. Yeah. So, if things get, yeah, if things couldn't get worse for the Texans, here they are. So, Rex Burkhead offense. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, basically the the only the, the only offensive weapon we have out. Yeah. You know, against one of the best quarterbacks in the league so i'm gonna need the houston Texans to send me a gift card for specs for like a hundred dollars because i'm gonna need <laughs> i don't think a hundred is gonna be enough man probably not yeah it's good it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mess uh that sunday is gonna be a showdown it's usually you know it's funny because i i used to think that oh man the kansas city chiefs and texas are gonna go out it's gonna be a uh, a game back when we had, you know, uh, back when we were like somewhat competitive. Yeah. yeah. When we were competitive, it was like, oh, it's going to be the showdown. And now it's just like I see it. And I'm like, all right, we're we're going to get murdered. It's, it's not even close. It's 
yeah, it's it's a it's a mess. I like I'm dreading it. Now I will say this though, against I don't think it's gonna happen today, but I mean I mean sorry, I I, I think it's gonna happen with a double quarterback thing. I actually kind of like that, but I feel like you can only get away with it for so long. Yeah, it gets uh, too predictable too quick because yeah. they say Drisk out there, they know it's either gonna be a quarterback draw or a running play. Like yeah. he didn't throw it enough for them to put any type of fear of the there's gonna be a pass. Yeah, every time every time something like that worked is because they weren't really expecting it. But the more that we did it, you know, it's not like they were ever worried, you know, with that yeah, kind from, of the, from all the reports I read, every, the, the Cowboys they practiced all week preparing for Davis Mills. They were not expecting to see Driscoll at all. Preparing for Davis Mills? <laughs> what are you preparing for? Like I mean, it's, it's for five minutes, but no. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Uh, that That's what happened. I think like that was one of the biggest uh, things that I took away from it. I was like, when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, I hadn't seen this before. So I was pretty sure that the Cowboys were stunned at having a, a quarterback like Driscoll. Now, I got to give a lot of credit to Driscoll, though. Like, Driscoll, like, Driscoll did, a, you know, he's a very elusive runner. Like, even that touchdown he had with Chris Moore, man, that not Chris Moore, I'm sorry, Rodgers was, <laughs> Rogers, was really good. Like look at the wrist and you know forty yards touchdown. I was like, what? Boom. So 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 let's talk about that because uh, as I was watching, because I, I wasn't able to watch the game live. Obviously, I was working, but I I was able to catch the highlights and some extent the highlights here and there, and it it looked like a way closer game than it had any right of being. Oh, it was the, the the Cowboys fans that were at the game. Like they all were like, man, you guys gave us a, like you guys gave us a scare. Like they were legitimately <laughs> stunned. And that's something that we that, that we we mentioned last time. Like we all knew we were gonna lose, and some of us thought we were gonna lose worse than others. But, you know, I remember uh, me saying, like, oh, like, I'll take a close game. You know, I know we're going to lose, but I'll take a close game. I'll take an entertaining game. And it really was. And I don't know if it was to Dallas. I guess they just weren't expecting us to give any fight at all. I mean, we just caught them off guard. Or if there is actually something to the, the offense and more so the defense. I thought the defense, the passing defense at least, defense at least was was very solid was very very solid Mm -hmm. that's without stingley that kept us in the game without stingley too and then you had mentioned something uh in the group chat last week man whether or not it was a a good call to take stingley uh in the draft over the sauce right yeah you know with the with the injuries that he's been having like is that something that we should be concerned you think like it's, it's still too early, but it's a little concerning right now. But again, it's early. But I mean, Sauce, he's, he looks generational, right? Like he's just shutting everybody. He does. he does. It makes you wonder. It makes you think whether or not we really messed that one up. But then again, it's also the scheme. Like they put, they play him to his strengths. He's a cover corner. They put him in, you know, a lot of man on man versus Stingley. They're playing him in cover too. Like where you basically in a, in a zone. Like yeah. that's not his strength. He's a, he's a shutdown corner. Like he's a man to man. But he's still, you know, he's still. He's still playing well. Don't get me wrong. He's still playing well, but he's not playing in his natural position as far as being a cover corner. He's basically having to focus on a zone versus focusing on putting down the top receiver on the other team, which I think is his strength. Like, come on, this guy went against Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in practice every day at LSU. Like, he can right. do it. He just needs to be put in the right position to do it. Yeah, hopefully hopefully next year we can we can start doing some of that, like playing to our, our player's strength. Hopefully with the draft picks that we do next season, uh, we'll have a better look at what the team is going to look like for for next year, but going back to the going back to the whole game thing, I know you guys were there. Um, obviously, me watching the highlights, I already know the score, I already know what's going to happen. You guys watching it live, you know, with all the fans around you guys, was there any point where you really thought 
we were going to come away with the win because we were winning at halftime and we were winning yes. going into the fourth. Yes. Did uh, you guys actually think, and were you guys disappointed at the end? No. Uh, just so like, the, the best thing, dude, is like you walked in thinking that they were going to lose, like knowing, sorry, I apologize, knowing that they were going to lose. So you went, you went in with the notion of, man, we're going to get dropped today. Like you, I thought it was going to be a beat down and it wasn't. And as the team, probably by the, I want to say, four minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, I was like, oh, my God, they actually might walk away with this one. They actually might might do it. And I wasn't the only one feeling this way. Uh, my cousin Robert uh, was feeling that same way, too. And not just us, like Cowboys fans around us, around where we were. We did standing room because that was actually a lot more fun. Uh, we did standing room, and, and I just remember, like, seeing – I mean, I was just messing with fans, and they were messing with me too. It was a lot of, be honest with you, it was a lot of fun. It and was friendly, surprising. It was, it was very friendly. People were. It almost felt like a family reunion. You know what I mean? Like it felt like a family reunion in the holidays, where you got your family member wearing one jersey, and you got the other family member wearing another jersey, and you're just right. stuck and smacked back and forth. But it's all like love. It's all you know. I'll oh, give the count. Yeah, it's all it's all jokes and stuff like that. But the, at the end of the day, you realize, hey. We all got our problems. We basically bonded with other fans based on the problems that we both have. And a lot of the similarities that a lot of fans talked about their team and ours was we like to shoot each other in the foot. We like to shoot ourselves in the foot. We have plays that can that we, that we can be made. We have the talent. However, what happens? You shoot yourself in the foot, and then you make bad mistakes. And they're not just random mistakes. They're costly mistakes. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, do you basically uh, there was one particular play where I think they had Driscoll run it and it could have sealed the deal for the Texans. Like they, I feel like they could have gone gotten away with it, but it was okay. a fourth uh, down play. Driscoll didn't make it, and then the Cowboys took over on downs. Was that and, was that like right at the, in the by the red zone? I think yeah, yeah it was, I think it was so like four, they got the fourth down stop, and yeah. then the next drive the Cowboys scored and basically sealed it. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we should have gone for the field goal at that point? Because we were ahead at that point. They should have. It's so a possibility. I, I, feel like, I feel like going going for it on fourth. I know it was you know we could have scored obviously, but you you're, you're talking about top a top five defense. You know, like mm. like right in front of you. Like We've was not that really the right call? Because because. Yeah. We've talked and and we talked about it. Uh, we talked in the beginning of the season. We, uh, Rios was mentioning this a lot. We were losing a lot of very winnable games. I feel like this was actually a very winnable game. It was going into the fourth with a three point lead. I believe, like the defense was was gas. Pierce was gas. That's why he fumbled. You know, like uh, high ankle sprain. Exactly. Ankle like sprain. I feel like the whole defense. Had just been working so hard that game to keep us in the lead. The offense surprised me. I would say that well, the play calling was a little bit more creative this time around. First half, and, second half, it was. And there were actually times where Mills was actually like throwing the ball, which I was surprised. I'm, I'm he had a really good throw. Happy. Yeah, he had a really good throw. I think to Chris Moore. Yeah, I think uh, that, was that like a like a forty yard or something? It was like a sideline catch, and I think they had to yeah. review it a little bit. But it was a, I gotta admit, I, I'll, I'll I'll give credit to Mills on that one. That was a really good throw. Well, like now, look at, look at Reels, look at Reels, like getting mad. Like I don't, I don't think but... now he has nothing to lose. I feel like the band, the fan base, has already turned on him a lot. So yeah. like 
any good thing he does for for us now is like, oh, okay, at least yeah. Yeah. No. Um. You know, yeah. And, and honestly, he had that. Um. He 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 did have some plays that were good, and obviously there were some plays where like you held on to the ball a little longer and you got sacked, kind of a yeah. thing. Um. The old line. We're talking about top five defense as well. So. Right. I got to say, even with the top five defense, one of the things that I was talking to Rios on the way back from Dallas uh, or Arlington, whatever, DFW area, they, uh, the fact that uh, Micah Parsons being Micah Parsons got completely shut down by our offensive line, Tunsil, uh took care of that. Uh, we saw tape. We saw some tape that was posted on, on Twitter, uh, and we saw, man, Laramie, Laramie Tunsil, like he gets a lot of heat for, you know, the penalties or whatever, but – a lot of people don't understand that he he takes care of of the guys on defense that really that that really need to be taken care of. Again, I didn't see, I didn't hear much of Micah Parsons on Sunday. I didn't know. <laughs> if anything, I was like, wait, is Mark Micah even playing? And no disrespect to Micah, Micah is like a, a heck of a player, but the fact that he was a he was a non-factor that game, I thought that was amazing. Well, it was not just Tunsil, like they're scheming, like they. Would line up guys to chip him a little bit, and then Tunsil mm-hmm. would, you know, just hold him and hold him in line, like not let him get anywhere near the quarterbacks. Yeah, so they, the scheme cool. and like Tunsil, like, they, it was top notch that game. Like they did their job. The, unfortunately, the offense couldn't do their job in the second half. Man, three points—that's not enough to, to beat you know the good, the better teams in the NFL. You Correct, but you know the fact that they scored twenty or uh, or whatever on the on the first half was impressive enough, you know. And I thought they, they again. Very winnable game, but at the end of the day, something we've talked about all season long, like when it comes to the fourth quarter, you can't finish. We just can't really finish the job. No, uh, it was, but man, nonetheless, I gotta tell you, that's that had to be in the overall big picture. That had to be one of the best games I've ever been to. Oh, well, no, I let, so let me ask you, has has that been our best performance of the season so far? Yes, oh, by yeah. far. Definitely right. Even even though we went basically scoreless in the second half, and that's the thing though, it's it comes down to predictability because they knew that the, the Cowboys were going to look at Davis Mills tape. So what do they do? They throw in uh, Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll hasn't played all season, has he? Or am I wrong here? Yeah, he hasn't played all season. It's been Mills, 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 and then oh, let's throw in Kyle Mills, Allen for a little Mills. bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's bring in some Kyle Allen, and now let's put it. Let's put in some Jeff Driscoll. Now we got there a little later. And then we saw Jeff Driscoll, which is like, wait, what happened to Mills, right? Until we were like figuring out. Wait, like, you oh, got some, you got somewhere late, Carlos? What? Oh, of course. All right. No, yeah, exactly. Way. No, I'm always you're early. Always, you're always yeah. early to everything. I'm always early Most to punctual everything. human being on this planet. I'm very punctual. <laughs> you have to schedule me three hours and uh, beforehand because I'll. You're gonna give me the wrong time. You got him there late. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta tell you, things are a day early. <laughs> a day early. Yeah. No, exactly. No, but it was, uh, we got there and then finally, like, we were, wa- we were wondering, like, wait, Driscoll's in. As we're walking into Ca- uh, Cowboy Stadium, we're like, why is Driscoll in? And then as, as, as we saw it happen, I was like, oh, Mills is in. So I think they're doing like a, Q- like a QB switch. And I think the Texans had done that before, if I'm not mistaken, with Hoyer and uh, Ryan Mallett years ago, uh, where they would switch them on and off or something oh, like that. I can't remember. I, I know, I know. It, I know. It, it obviously didn't work out. If we it didn't work out, obviously. Like I said, it, it becomes predictable after a point. Like it, well, the, the basic say, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none, which yeah, obviously mm-hmm. is the case. But no, exactly. I said a couple months ago, they're, eventually we're going to see the Driscoll cat. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did say that. You did say that. Driscoll mm-hmm. cat. <laughs> But man, it was uh nonetheless though it was it was a really fun time. It, it had to be one of the best one of the best games I've seen just because of you know we get we went in with the expectation of the Texans losing, 
and uh and not just losing but like i'm talking about like getting decimated at that level and then suddenly like the texans are like keeping it competitive up until like the fourth quarter so it it made like it, it made the for last four game. minutes of the fourth yeah quarter. the last four minutes of the fourth quarter yeah. and it, it made a lot of it made a game, game, yeah, yeah it, which is way was, more than any of us expected yeah exactly and, even some and, of the cowboys fans that we talked to last week they were yeah. saying oh it's gonna be it's gotta be like a forty, like a forty piece from the from the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Most spaces. One of the fans was saying, you know, it's gonna be a trap game for the Cowboys, and it kind of felt like it almost. It did. It was yeah. a trap game. I think she talked about how how it was um how it was a uh, how do you call it? It was a, yeah, like I said, trap game. And then uh, we we didn't really believe it, but then she said she talked about how Lovey uh, Lovey and the Cowboys. It's like a little rivalry that he has. Lovey always tries to beat the Cowboys in some way, shape, or form. And I think uh, I saw that. You know, I saw that. That they actually put like sounds weird, but like effort or like impressive performance on it because they really did their homework on this one. That and I saw that this is like the first time I've seen the takes the Texans this season take that type of initiative. Like it felt like they had motivation. They were actually going for it, right? Yeah, it wasn't just passive. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. let's see what let's see you know how the game unfolds as we keep going. No, we were actually like we started off losing. Mm-hmm. And then we we answer right back, and that's something I want to see. And I saw you got you, Carlos. Were, you were tweeting during the game. Yes. And I saw you said something like, "Keep feeding the ball to Pierce." That's yes. something we've, we've been talking. Like the whole fan yeah. base has been talking about it all season long. Yeah. Like yeah. when if you need a first down, you give it to Pierce. And dude, and he was balling out that day too. He he tucked over uh, he tucked over one of the uh, one of the Cowboys players, man. There, there were some Over. clips where some yes. clips where he was, he had like three cowboys uh, like on him mm-hmm. and he was, still getting, yards, he was like, still getting yards. He was still getting yards. Yeah, it was fun to watch till he got hurt. I'm like, oh, when he grabbed his ankle, like, no, no. Yeah. But it is a little bit, man. Is this type of games though that that you know like gives me some hope that you know in three years time we can actually have an offense built around this? You know? Yes. Yeah, there's pieces, but you need the most important position, quarterback. Because still, got- yeah, still, and that's that's a non-negotiable. We need to get a quarterback. We've talked about this. Yeah, but, no, uh, exactly, dude. It, dude, Peters, uh, like, and with every with every game that he plays, like he just looks better and better and better. Oh yeah, and he's already over a thousand yards. So that is um, that's just that's impressive within itself. Even know, though Pollard got me more points. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Pollard, but, uh, I, I I started for sure Pollard because I have him on fantasy, and I was like, oh yeah, you're going against the Texans defense, yeah. Definitely. Let's talk about fantasy for a second. You know who got me zero points, and that's why I lost the Higgins. Because I got Higgins, and I got zero points off of Higgins. Did you go to the playoffs or no? I was gonna ask you. So, did you get to play? So, if I would have won this week, I would have clinched it. Yeah. Now I gotta hopefully not lose this upcoming week. Oh man! Uh, because I'm playing the guy above me, and the guy that's right behind me with my same record is playing like the the guy in last. Wow. So I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> I got knocked out already on points alone. I lost by like three points. Yeah, and I lost the week by like by like five. If Higgins would have would have done something, <laughs> well, no, I had and I had Jeff Wilson. Both of them get injured early on. Like, oh my god! Dude, you gotta I, I had Lawrence and whatever the tight end for the Jacksonville is, and they both had thirty pieces. Both of them. Yeah, and I have both on the bench. Oh. oh wow, dude! <laughs> yeah, I left Miles Sanders on the bench. Twenty-three points. I started Nick Chubb over him. Nick Chubb got eight points. Like, 
Hey, but Nick Chubb is the right call, though. I would have. Yeah, 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 like, it, it was yeah. a tough match. I was like, you know what? It's Nick Chubb. Yeah, but that one hurt three points. Three points cost me the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I saw Higgins on there and I was, he got me zero. I was like, zero points from, from Higgins? What? All you have to do is show up, bro. Yeah. Like, and, like you get a point for, for racing your hand. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm uh, right now, I'm, I think we went, I went to eight and six. But what's crazy, it's I'm not a record to brag point. about. I'm eight and six, but, and I'm in fifth place. So you're still in the playoffs. So yeah, no, no, no. Fifth place is the top four because I'm using NFL. Um, and so the top four on ours goes to the playoffs. So oh. the uh yeah, no, however, though, first place is also eight and six, second place is eight and six. Yeah, it's tied. Yeah, it's eight, 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 eight and six. I'm eight and six, and so it's gonna it's be points alone, right? This. It's yeah. gonna rearrange the bracket, yeah. You could it's finish. Gonna, you could finish top by the end of the week. I could. I could literally finish top. Yes, exactly. By the end. By the end of it. So it all depends on this week. And it looks. I'm projected to win by like twenty points. I'm projected to win by one percent. <laughs> like I am. You're saying I there's a chance. Pissing my so, pants right you're now. Telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Well, my other league, week, I was. I was projected to win by thirty <laughs> percent. And Higgins got me zero points. Yeah. Well, mother league, I'm in first place, but it's like, uh, still, like, this is the one I wanted to win because, you know, the, yeah. the money. Of course. The money and the money. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but, but keep, keep telling me about the game. How was it? The game itself was, was amazing. Reels drank like crazy. I don't I know imagine. how he does it. I don't know how he does it. This man. I man, I don't know how you did it. So let me, t- let me, let's start off with uh, Saturday. We get there around Saturday. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I like how he tells us to tell me about it and then he leaves. <laughs> Just <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, and so he ends up. Um, so I ended up like we ended up showing up on uh, Saturday. Uh, I I something, I think. Yeah, like around one, some whatever it was. And so we go and we go to Duchess uh, to eat. We actually, we te- I apologize. We actually finished the France game. We we're watching the France uh, uh, game in the World Cup. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Like I, so, I actually thought it was, you know, gonna go extra time, maybe penalties. Yeah, same. I know it's England. Yeah. They're gonna screw it up somehow. Yeah, yeah. they they ju- just like the Texans, they just shot themselves yeah. themselves in the foot. Basically, yeah. And so years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we ended up uh, we we finished watching the the game, and then we ended up going to uh, Duchess, which is a uh, uh, restaurant over there at TCU. Uh, really, really, really good burgers. Rios had never been. We took them. Rios liked it, I assume. Right, Rios? Oh, it was delicious. Yeah, it was really good burgers. So definitely it's a must pl- uh, place that we got to go to. Us three one day when we go back. It's a must place. It's a must place that we need to go to. I give it five stars. There. No, and so, uh, no, it was really good, though. It was really good. We've been there before. with the college kids. I looked like their age. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Person, little do they know that Reels built that school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the original old... posters yeah. <laughs> with the leather helmets. Your name is in one of the bricks. He's in the, he's, yeah, he's in the leather helmet posters that they had from the 1930s. Yep, exactly. They do have a, they did have one, by the way, from the 1930s, like one of their original posters. They were like games were like five cents or something like that to show up. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he remembers that. He, 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 he remembers. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, was uh, back. I was Al Bundy. Yeah, he was he was the Al Bundy of that of that, of that time. Yeah. Uh, there you go. 
uh, pull pie, baby, pull pie. No, um, and so we went to Dutch's and we went to a few bars down in the Fourth Ward area, and it was cool. Like, reels out drink everybody, uh, of course. I mean, that's a given, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, I'm not, I'm not too much, I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not, but reels, reels ended up pre gaming and then there, post gaming. Yeah, post game during the game. <laughs> during the game, yeah, he was he was all over the place. Uh, and so then, now what and, I love, uh, there's a lot of Houston people out there. Like a lot. There was a lot. There was is a that, lot. Is of that Houston is people. that where you guys took the picture? No, um, we uh, the the picture. No, I don't think we took any pictures there. Uh, it was over there in the stockyards, uh, Fort Worth stockyards. Um, so we were there, and it was it was a pretty cool place. Uh, then. Uh, after that, we kind of went home, but it was we won't come early because we were trying to wake up because we had to do the spaces at like nine uh, for uh, wa- wager wire. It was a pretty cool place, but nonetheless, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We we went, we we did our spaces, we recorded with Robert. We went live. We tried doing the live feature, um, and so that was pretty cool. Um, so I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> you what? I started the morning off with the Modelo at nine a.m. Yeah, he was, as you he, should. As you should. With lime, right? If you put lime, it's breakfast. Yeah. It's breakfast of Yeah, you know, you need that. You need that. And so uh, there was that. And so it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, overall, the ambience was great. Then we go to the game. And then uh, we go to the game. We have our fun. And then we um, we come back. And then, you know, it's time to go to, uh, time to, go to sleep. We watched the, the Dolphins game. Uh, and so that was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, we went to Texas Live before that, by the way. There's a place called Texas Live. Oh, it was packed, and we apparently wake up and the guy get arrested. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, a lot of things <laughs> happened that day. Yeah, and so we ended up. It was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, again, we went back home, and then uh, Monday we're supposed to leave uh, super early. Uh, uh, don't look at me like that. So we were supposed to leave super early, and then so, yeah, the, yeah, I was surprised because don't 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 you guys work Monday? I worked Monday. He did not. Yeah. Oh, you so, watched the day? Oh, you lucky here's, that. Here, here's what happened. Somebody lost his car keys and um, had to call a locksmith. Oh, you're an idiot. I'm so glad I wasn't there. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't there. And uh, I yeah. So that now, imagine, imagine me. I have to text my boss at 6 30 in the morning. I have to text the owner at 6 30. Hey, <laughs> hey sir, I'm sorry. I'm stuck in Dallas because my I was like, um, <laughs> These are my exact words. So there was. Here's the best part. I was a sober one. I just misplaced my keys. Of course you did, bro. I had to text him. You know, there was an incident. I'm gonna be a uh, tad bit late. A tad bit late. It was about almost six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Did you even show up to work? I did. I was there for like two hours. I was there for like three hours and I sold the car. So it worked out, man. All right, so you got something out of it. I guess. Yeah, it's uh, I have to call the locksmith. The locksmith, I, I swear, like the locksmith is like, no, this guy. And so I ended up, uh, yeah, we ended up getting uh, my car. We finally drove, but so did you not? That so was did even you not find your keys ever? No, never did. I don't know what happened to him. That was even the worst part. We almost got kidnapped at one point. <laughs> oh, that was your fault, kind of. Okay, so this is what happened. I totally, I totally forgot about that. So this dude here, uh, we're walking. We're trying. You know how you know how when you have like an Uber and there's like a lot of people there. So like at a sporting event. So you try to walk farther to get the cheaper price. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can go down a little bit. So, so that's my plan. We, that was a plan. And then uh, there's a guy there just with like his cell phone that says Uber, like just flashing. Okay. 
And he's like, his van too. he had to sign in his van. He had to sign his van too. It's not, and then so he's like, all right. And so he's like, Uber. And uh, Rios is like, yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, yeah, Uber. And so he's like, uh, so he, Rios ends up getting the Uber, but the guy asked him, like, all right, what's your Venmo <laughs> or whatever? And, he's, and so he's like, it's going to be this much to take you to Fort Worth. And uh, I think we were like, what? He said 22. And then he like started complaining about like how. It was like 22 miles instead of 15, like they had told him or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, we, you know, whatever. But he was like, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll take you anyway. So he, he took us. And then, uh, man, the whole ride home, the whole ride home was scary. This dude was swerving. Like he was going, he was going 90. It felt like I was in the, I felt like I, like for like a quick second, I, I heard the song by Ludacris move like in the middle <laughs> of my head because he was swerving on the highway. And, well, and show, so he didn't turn the you know how they usually have the phone on there there was no phone i was like he's just going out on pure instinct <laughs> no, no no like did, like you know how you go, log into the phone and you pay the driver to, we, we didn't no. do that not no, at no. all no. was it all cash no uh, it was uh Venmo. okay Venmo, yeah, yeah, Venmo. But when, was that really it, wasn't uber? it wasn't through the uber app i'm pretty sure you got that sign off of amazon or something probably yeah. Again, you know, drunk me. This seemed like a good idea. Ah, we know it's quick. You know, he's right there. And I was like, man, we're about to get sold. To part, <laughs> the worst part is that we followed. <laughs> we followed along. Like, nah, dude, you should totally go over here. We followed along with a terrible. They went with it, so they should have stopped me. But nah. you guys were woken up in Mexico. <laughs> we were, we were, we were just done. We were tired, and then uh, we ended up. You know, we get there like five minutes later. What it felt like because this dude was hauling down the street, down the down the freeway. Uh, down I twenty or whatever it was, and so we finally get there, whatever, right? And we're wa- we're starting to watch the game. Dude gets out of his car, knocks on the door <laughs> of of our cousin's house, and he's like, "Dude, did you even pay me?" And Rio's like showing him, like, "Yeah, I paid you. Like, it's right here." And he's like, "Well, I didn't get it," and he's like, "Well, that's your fault. Like, that's on you. <laughs> you trying to scam me for more? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, All right, tell him, Rio. Tell him your side of it." Yeah, um, like. <laughs> I want to say when he asked me to send it to Venmo, like, wait a minute, this, this doesn't seem right. But I mean, at that point, he like took off. I already, you know, moving like, yeah, I'm not jumping out in the middle of a freeway. <laughs> Whatever, I'll take my chances. So, so did you pay him or what? Well, I kind of had to at that point. <laughs> Doing ninety on the highway, like he earned that shit. Yeah. How much was it? How much was it? It was seventy dollars. Regular Uber were to probably charge them about 40. Yeah. I would have walked. Fuck that. Well, you know, when you're going 90 down the highway, it's kind of hard to, you know, jump out. And, you know, I, I enjoy living. Tuck and roll. <laughs> it, wouldn't work the, it wouldn't work on the highway. <laughs> I was like, man, we're about to get, like, you know, kidnapped or, you know, sold into some type of, you know, ring or whatever. Like, I was legitimately, I don't get scared easily, but I was legitimately scared. Like, man. I mean, you were drunk too, right? So it's like, yeah, I, I sobered up real quick then. You, were, <laughs> you sweat it all out. He <laughs> woke up real fast. The first thing he says when he got into the house is like, can I, do you guys have more beer? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, yeah. And you and you were still the one that, that lost the keys, bro. Oh, yeah. Know. And I was still the one that lost the keys. That's the best part about it. That's the best part about that story. You're I'm still the idiot. one that lost I mean, the keys. I mean, sure. I almost got his kidnapped and sold into slavery. Bro. But at least I didn't lose my keys. <laughs> I didn't lose the keys. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no, it was, uh, that was a crazy story. Yeah, so that happened. And uh, now we're home. And here we are. 
against all odds, we made it home. Against all odds, we went home. So that was their adventure to the da- Dallas Fort Worth area. <laughs> so I never, I never really been to uh, the AT and T Stadium or whatever. Honestly, well, I haven't been to a lot okay. of stadiums. Rios, go for it. I, I was gonna say, talk to him about it because I have been to it a few times, but Rios had never been to it up until uh, this Sunday. So t- Rios, let him know what you liked about it. So, like, um, I haven't been to a lot of opposing fan stadiums. So I was a little concerned about you know people, you know being a little hostile or whatever, especially it being, you know, uh, Dallas or whatnot. But now, like, it's – there. besides the people being friendly, like, it's – like, it's a huge stadium. Like, there's so much to do. Like, there's so much interaction. Like, there's these things you can take pictures, like, with the players. It's a holograph or whatever, but there's that. There's all these things you can do as far as, like, at, at a fan level inside the stadium. We just don't have an NRG. And then, like, after the game, there's a, there's a spot to hang out, like, with turf and – you know, bleachers on this. It, it was a really cool experience. And I, honestly, like, they have a lot of stuff I wish we had at NRG. Like, they have so much fan interaction, and that's probably why they have such loyal fans. It's See, that is probably the fact that they dominated the 90s. Right now. And no, we don't but do- honestly, honestly, though, like, uh, I I saw a post. Uh, I, saw, uh, I saw you talking on Twitter with some fans about it, Carlos. Yes, uh, yeah. so we had a, there was a post, I think Debbie posted, Debbie the Texan posted, and, you know, and uh, by the way, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be argumentative about it. It was just, uh, it was me posting it. And it was, because uh, she had asked the question, um, if, uh, what are some things that, uh, the te- something along like what are some improvements the Texans can make or whatever, right? So I I shared my experience or our experience really with the uh, with what happened at at the AT and T Stadium over there in Arlington. So from what I noticed, and again I haven't been to the Texans game in about close to a year, about a year or so. So I, mean, I don't know if they had changed or not, but I every time I remember leaving the stadium, it was always like they were rushing, like not rushing necessarily, but everybody was like. Go home and like people would just party with the tailgates, but you know, sometimes it's like everybody just on their own thing, kind of a and then uh but I don't remember like when I went to when I when we went to Arlington, like everybody was still there. They were They're chilling, they were they were in the, the Miller Lighthouse is what they call it over there. And so and it's a whole like it's right in front of AT&T Stadium, and they have like a 70 yard uh, turf field where a lot of the kids. Were I saw playing. that. That looked pretty yeah. cool too. It yeah. was really cool. And then they have like a bunch of screens. Mm-hmm. They have a live band playing or whatever. They have a lot of things there that was very like welcoming to the fan base. So I get it. And I think that that's something that we're missing. And I know Debbie said, "Have well, have you ever been to the Bud Light Plaza?" I have, but it's, it didn't compare yeah. to that. And I I think going forward, the Texans organization, if they want to keep drawing in more fans, I'm not saying necessarily copy the model, kind of am, honestly, but it's almost like you need to create your own thing where it's as big as this. Think about it this way. You have a lot of space where the Astrodome is. I'm not saying tear it down or anything, whatever you feel like, but (laughs) a lot of areas. There's things you can do. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do to make it. Yeah, like the yeah. Astros do it. Like before the games, they have this, you know, this fan appreciation event outside the game, outside the stadium before the game starts. Texas doesn't do anything like that, man. Like yeah. you show up and you show up, watch the game, and then you leave. That's it. Yeah. Like, Honestly, the Astros, like they do stuff that's interactive for the fans. You can mm-hmm. place to hang out and Texas. They just, honestly, sometimes it feels like they don't give a shit about the fans. It's like. Hey, you know, pay for the tickets. Oh, and- I mean, we know that. We know that. Man. Pay for the tickets, and you know what? You know, whatever. Like, it, it honestly feels like they don't care about the fans at all. Yeah. And uh, well, it's the, not- do, you th- do you think that's something that we need? 
Really? Of course. Uh, I think you need to have, at this point, you don't have much of a choice because there's not a lot of people showing up. It's and honestly, but it's because we're playing. It's because we're playing bad football. Bad football that too. Competitive football. People were. Well, look at the Cleveland up. Browns. They have been garbage for you know sixty plus years. They're always full. But that's the thing. Sixty plus years. They have history of being terrible. It, it's, 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 but it's generations of fans. You know. You know his dad, his grandpa, his great grandpa type of thing. Because again, they all like I have family that lives in Cleveland. Like they they do stuff like where they interact with the fans. Like they create that loyalty, even if we're bad, they're still gonna show up. Yeah, but they, they, they've, had, they've had the time to to focus on that kind of stuff. We're the youngest team in the league. Well, yeah, but now wouldn't it wouldn't it be the best time to do it now that you yeah, have people not showing up? Like this would. Be yeah, I just feel I just feel like that's not where my priorities would be if I was. The organization, like my priorities no. would be like, no, because Cal McNair is busy making hamburgers once. <laughs> well, no, the, the thing is, this, By the way, like, how, was you, the and, how was the food over there? You guys eat anything? Yeah, oh, the burgers, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, no, no, what I'm saying is, like, I, I don't that that shouldn't be like that's more like a marketing thing, you know what I mean? Like, yes, the organization's there with uh, with what the players, you know, the, the, with the players, that should be the main focus, but I think that. You can, but also, how are you going to attract more fans too, though? Yes, by winning, obviously. However, how can you, what about those times? Because we know that it's going to take a while for the Texans to start winning again. So, either A, you can make investments to make the fans show up and feel welcome to the stadium, or you can keep alienating the fans. Now, again, thankfully, Jack's gone, and, and hopefully, that those are some changes moving on forward. Uh, where they will welcome the fans. I mean, come on. There was a time when only season ticket holders were able to were able to go to the training camps. How how much of a message was that to send to your fans, saying, "Dude, you, you, only only those that are privileged enough to buy the season tickets." Yeah. Like that that made no sense to me when that came out. That was I thought that was a, a horrible marketing decision for fans and especially those who were loyal. I was disappointed because I used to go to training camps, and that year I was upset because I was like. I'm not a season ticket holder fan, but I'm still a loyal fan. I'll still go. And then after that, it just it, it was just a, a a problem. It was just kept snowballing to make it a bigger problem. But like I said, hopefully the you know the McNair family can see that hey, maybe we should make this a little bit more entertaining. Maybe how can we make this more fan friendly? How can we do things? I mean, I hate to say it, almost like the Cowboys, where they can have fan interaction. Because with them, I mean, it's like an event. Like it's an event. Like it's not just a game. It's like a, a all day event. You could spend the whole day there, a whole event. With the Texans, you go to the game, and that's it. Honestly, if it's over. It's over. Well, unless you're me, you go to a bar afterwards. But you know, the regular person, it's just you know, go to the game and go home. But yeah, I, with the Cowboys, you could be the whole. You could spend the whole day there. You know, you can go t- like tailgating early. Go to the game. Hang out at their little thing afterwards. Go to Texas Live right next door. Like it's a whole day event, and we, honestly, we're just lacking in that department, man. We just go to the game, go home. That's it. It's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and and you can see why there's so much fan engagement. I get it. It's 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 they feel like it's home there, like and, the it, and I can see it. why. Yeah. I can see why. Still don't want the Cowboys, but I can see why. Like you can see that. Say it again. Say it again. Still don't like the Cowboys, but I can see why. Oh, taking that picture of that jersey, I, I, my, my children. You don't mention that. My children, my grandchildren, 
Future generations. Yeah, what, what was that like? What was that like? I don't know, but all I know is you got to wear something too with the te- with uh with the cowboy stuff. You we know, you, we didn't forget. We don't we don't forget. We didn't forget, sir. You're part <laughs> of this too. I know. When I saw the picture, I was like, oh god. <laughs> exactly. That blue like, cover don't look good. Like he's like dying on the inside. Oh, it was horrible. I did. Uh, Ze- Zeke said, uh, there there's mugshots that look happy. Yeah. There was a Zeke. Carlos, uh, post- yours actually looked like a mugshot for sure. You oh, just mugging the camera, bro. Me? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was yeah. I was like, I was, hoping, I, was hoping tears. I was hoping like legitimate tears. Like, God, why? That was horrible. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I need to figure it out. Because, I mean, it's not like I'm got my closet full of freaking uh, cowboys. What you can uh, do is you can go to Academy, have someone take a picture. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm Put thinking. Put it on, and then, like, that's it. Go to and Academy. then cry and it forever. Cry, it's like cry on your way home. Have to oh, you wear a jersey, you wear a hat also because you deserve it. You you missed out. <laughs> you did miss out. It was a lot of fun. That's but uh, it was it was it was a good game. Probably one of the better games that I had gone to. But I would definitely do it again. Uh, and yeah. then we don't play them again for what? For four more four years? years until the next World Cup, sir. That's also, that's also a mistake. I think a game like that, like it, like people from Dallas come here when we play them and. Vice versa, like that's a mistake. We should play more often. It makes no, sense that we maybe don't. not every year, but at least like every two years. Every other year, no, every no. other year would, would be perfect. It would be. Yeah. It would intensify the rivalry that much more. Dude, like the fa- even the Cowboys fans were saying the same thing. Like we got we got to talking to a few people. Like no, they should play more often. What's this whole once it's a year thing? I mean, you see them in preseason, but you know that doesn't count. Like it's really always a good game. The last like four or five years, it, they've been very close games. Correct. Yeah, and so it's been it's been a really it was a good experience overall. But yeah, I agree they they definitely need to be able to they should be able to play at least more often. More often. That's it. Not just the uh, not just the yeah. how do you call it the the every once every four years because that doesn't you know that doesn't make sense. But... Every every year would be great, but at least every other year that'd be. I mean, because come on, like you have the fan bases there, like they show. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no. Grow. It has to be every other year because every year, you know, you get kind of like, you know, it loses the charm a little bit, loses the magic. Yeah, every other year, I can live with that. Uh, yeah. Me too. Definitely. Definitely. So if anyone from the NFL scheduling department is listening, hey, we're talking to you, Commissioner. That's right. Only you. Only you. You know, so important is listening. So hopefully, you just mention it through. <laughs> we play them again in, in you know, in, in two years. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, that that's what it was. So, all right, let's. Um, I found. Uh, how do you call it? I do have replacement keys, so I'll keep you updated on that later on. No, don't don't don't, don't lose those. No, don't lose them again. No. Um. So now, we. It's funny because I said it at the beginning, but let's let's talk about Week 15, Chiefs versus yeah. versus Texans. How do we? Mood, man. Like, why are you gonna put me in a bad mood? All right, no, I gotta no, for the no, mood no, a little think bit. Think about it. Think about it. So. If everything like if we play the you know similar to what, how we played this time, I know Pierce is gonna be out, but if we play with the same hunger and the same you know like you know aggressiveness, if everything goes right, we could actually walk away with a draw, dude. We could actually get a tie. Imagine. No, if everything. What goes are you perfect, drinking right now? <laughs> right? Are you drinking gasoline? Like, what, sir? What, what is that? <laughs> if everything Please. goes perfect, that's unleaded. It's unleaded. If everything goes perfectly, maybe we lose by 50. Freaking diesel. Uh, I mean, yeah, but, you know, it's week 15. Who really cares at this point? The Chiefs do because they're trying they, to get home field. Yeah. What, what's, what, what's their standing Denver, right now? 
it's them and the Bills fighting for home field at this point. Yeah. So they can't afford to drop any games. So they're going to take it as serious as possible. They they can't afford trap games. They're going to them and the Bills. They're not going to take any. They're not going to take your foot off the grass, man. They're going to see who gets home field because it's only one team is home field this season. So I feel I feel like the Bills would need it more. Uh, I think the Chiefs can beat anybody anytime. Yeah, like when they if uh, they really want to, they can beat anybody anytime. The yeah, Bills are a little bit more. Well, not so much for the historically yeah, for the environment, but for the time off, honestly, because they got it. a lot of injuries. Yeah, even with all the injuries, Mahomes still putting up video game numbers. Like he's putting up better numbers than his MVP season a couple years ago. Like it doesn't make any sense, honestly. Like how? Dude, it's ridiculous. Like you, it, you cannot stop the guy. Sometimes, like whenever, whenever he comes out there to play. It doesn't matter, like, the blitz, you know, freaking man coverage, anything. Like, nothing that, that any defense can throw at him. Yeah. Really, like. Doesn't phase you know. him. And he throws these passes from all these weird angles. Like, bro, it's like. Dude, he could be forward. falling backwards at the weirdest angle with his left hand, like, all contorted. And he'll he still find, throw a dime, you know, 40 yards. Yeah, he could be doing a handstand, throw, you know, 50 yards to Kelsey or. Dude. To the to the you know the guy selling the hot dogs in the stand like it's just like, <laughs> out there. It's like Brady, he's a playmaker, man. He's a playmaker, and every time it's I like see him Brady, play, Brady it's... can make anyone look good, and Mahomes is even better at it. Like it's crazy. Like you got this guy's art, crazy. Dude. It's, it's art watching him play. It is. I, I as much as I hate to say, I, I love watching him play, man. He's just that's that's generational. Guys yeah. throw the word generational around a lot. No, that's talent Mahomes, right there, dude. That's, that's generational. We're, let me let me ask you something, um, Joe Burrow. You know, after, you know, taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl last season, there was a lot of high hopes for him. And I feel like uh, this season, even though, you know, the Bengals aren't like, like we know they're not going to make it that far again. Do you think Joe Burrow is like reaching that upper echelon of like he is. elite quarterbacks? He you is. Know, like we're talking, about, there's we're only talking one, about Mahomes. We're there's talking only about, one, there's like, only one QB with a winning record against Mahomes. He's three and zero, right? Or four and zero? Three and zero. He's beaten them every single time, including and, the and and they're always great games too when they go against each other. It's like yeah. when he plays Mahomes, he just takes it to another level. He's already elite, but he takes it to another level and plays Mahomes. Man, it's just... even 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 with the, his O line not being like nearly as good, you're terrible. But exactly, he, like, but he, he still makes the plays, dude. Like, it's that's gonna be a fun robbery to watch for years to come, man. Those two, Josh Allen. Herbert, if he gets an actual, you know, offensive line, like that's, I just, and that's the thing though. I just don't trust the like the Bryce Young build something around Burrow, like something like right, you know. I mean, they might. I mean, come on, look what what they did with that ragtag squad of offensive line. They made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but and, I feel like a lot of things went right for them, you know. Look who they beat. They beat the the Chiefs. They beat the Titans. They were one yeah, play that, away. That's you, that's you. They were one play away from beating the the Rams in the Super Bowl. If mm-hmm. um he had. Half a second more for Aaron Donald sacked him. Jamar yeah. blew by Ramsey. Like I mean, it was like tw- like twelve yards of separation. Mm-hmm. If he made that throw, no one's catching him. That's over. Over. So it's I can't wait. I, I can't wait for us to be talking about Bryce Young like this in a few years. Oh yeah, I'm like man, you see that throw with Bryce Young? <laughs> I can't wait. Have He's a game changer. Has Generational any talent. have any of y'all made any like mock drafts yet? I've been seeing a lot of mock Not drafts yet. with Bryce. A lot of them have. I have been looking Bryce at Young. some though. But yeah, I mean, uh, not just the fans, but like even like the NFL experts, they're mm-hmm. all you know, pricing number because he majority that I see is Bryce Young. 
Yeah, I've been seeing Bryce Young a lot. Like that's and oh, every oh, oh. everyone that I, a lot of them that I've seen. Now there's some that that have trade for a fourth round because a lot of them. Now hold on, really quick. Let me pose a let me pose something that that I've been seeing a lot lately as well. There are people out there. Now whether you agree or disagree with them, the their point has been that they want. You don't even know what I'm gonna say. That they, yeah, they they want to wait for Caleb Williams. That is a mistake. Okay, so tell Rios, I'm going to start off with you because obviously you're very opinionated about it. Why do you think it's a mistake for Caleb Williams? Why should the Texans not wait to draft Caleb Williams? That is a tremendous mistake. So let's look at the last few number one picks the Texans have had. You took Mario Williams over Vince Young. How did that work out? It did not work out well. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't. (laughs) It did not at all. Honestly, I think if Vincent would have came here, our fortunes would have turned around a lot faster. Then we have a number one again. Um, five years later, we take Devin Clowney. Again, a mistake. There was no quarterbacks worth taking, but those ones, that was a situation where you trade down because there was better players. Like They could have took Khalil Mack number one. That would have been a better pick, honestly, because Clowney had that one hit in college that you know, blew him up and <laughs> – number one pick and that was a huge mistake and again we're uh, eight years later back again with a chance to pick a number one overall selection like you can't go defense again it's just it has not worked the last two times you got to go for a guy that's clearly is the guy at quarterback like he has made all the plays that like he's a heisman winner he's beaten some of the best defenses like come on he like lit up georgia and georgia has like Offensive NFL level offensive town defensive town, excuse me. NFL level defensive town. Like he lit them up. Like, come on. Sure, he's not that big, but you know what? He's gonna work with world-class trainers. He can easily put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle. He doesn't depend on his legs to run. Now, if you want to wait, keep in mind there's gonna be four or five teams also that are gonna tank on purpose to get Williams. So there's no guarantee they're gonna trade with you. Like, oh, he's next Mahomes. That's cool. Like, so if you get the chance to get the next Mahomes, are you going to trade out of that? Like, it's stupid. They're not going to trade out of that pick. So then what are you going to do? Wait for Arch Manning in 2028? Like, <laughs> wait for Andrew Luck's kid in 2032? Like, it's like, when does it end? Like, if I you wouldn't bet on Andrew. You get the guy. Then, uh, so quick question. What about you? What about you, Poppy? What do you think? Dude, it's. It's, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. We've been talking about it all season long, and Bryce Young it has been the clear number one pick in my eyes. Right. He is, you know, it's not like, you know, he's the missing piece because we need way more pieces than, than just a quarterback, but he is the step in the right direction. He looks like a field general out there, a playmaker. He will get you he – he will make his teammates better. Us trying to experiment, you know, trade down or just wait on other potential picks. We all know what the right move is. Just make it. Just make it. Live and die by it. I I just cannot. We had a, I, I, I feel like we had a solid draft last year. Let's continue that. You know, like I feel like the whole fan base would back me when I well, most probably most of the fan base would back me when I say this. Bryce Young is the guy. Rios has been saying it from day one, 
And as much as I wanted to, you know, put some hope in Mills, Rios was right, and I'll, and I'll admit it. He's the guy. Bryce Young is the guy, and we need him. I feel oh, like okay. anything anything but that would be a stupid decision. Unless okay. he gets injured tomorrow. You know? God forbid. I mean, no, I, I agree. I, I think that uh, Bryce Young is got – it has to be the pick that the Texans make because at, it, at the end of the day, man – I know that a lot of people say he's undersized or he's underweight, but like Rios so brought up last weekend. He, he, he has the potential to be like right. one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. He's, he's very high. He, he has very high uh, football IQ, man. Like this guy is a thing. I'm pretty sure this guy is one of those guys that you want to build your team around. Around 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then you got, and then the best part is this, you got like John Manchie there who, you know, hopefully comes back next year. You already have a connection there with him. And you got Damian Pierce. That's a solid little core foundation. We've been saying that. And, and the fact that like, you got pieces in place. On you offense. got pieces there. Yeah. And then only these guys that you got, uh, Ahmad Green is going to get, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Green is going to get a lot better uh, next season. By the way, speaking of Green, I want to give a shout out to Miss Kim, who we met over there at the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Stadium. She, was, she was fun, man. Uh, Miss Kim, uh, I'm sending you a shout out. Thank you for being such an awesome lady, such a gentle soul. If you don't know Miss Kim, Miss Kim told us while we were in line uh, to get margaritas, don't ask, uh, at the Cowboy Stadium. Uh, we let her cut through because there was a lot of fans and nobody noticed it that we let her cut through. That was the best part. Yeah. Uh, she was telling us about Green being number 59 for the Texans, being her neighbor, uh, as a, in, uh, when you, I guess, their neighbor there in uh, Tuscacita. It was really cool. Really? Soul, thank you so much. We also met his uncle outside of the Texas tailgate. It was hilarious. We met a bunch of green family. And so, uh, but yeah, this is a shout out to you, Ms. Ms. Uh, Ms. Kim. Thank you for being such a gentle soul and, and sharing your story there with us. That was, it was awesome. Uh, but going back to our point. Yeah. Um, you have, you're going to have a better O-line uh, or a much more developed O-line. Uh, I still, the center position is still a question. You know, I think that you need somebody to cover that interior line for whoever the quarterback is. You do have to address that. Uh, you also have to address alignment. You know, you have to have somebody at the at the at the def, uh, defensive line that's going to be a guy that's gonna, that's going to be out there. It's going to be almost as scary. Now, is that hard to get? Of course it is. But you need somebody, at least somebody, another presence there that can help your defensive line but we got we got two first round picks this year right yeah right now cleveland's pick is outside the top 10 uh who knows how their season ends but you got the picks in place to move up if you needed a guy like my biggest my biggest wish is we get you know pricing at number one and you know trade up in the top five and get either like jalen carter or will anderson from alabama like two monsters on defense like that's dream scenario because we got you got the draft capital to move up higher in the first round with your second first rounder like you got the you got the ammunition. Let's just got to basically seeing where you land with that second first rounder. Just that's the thing. You got you got to get those like you know players with elite potential, with like you know like NFL ready type of potential, and then you know you find you know you you fill up the holes here and there. But um, just like you're saying, like if we can get Bryce Young number one, and then just straight up, uh, and just fix the rest of our defense, the rest of our O line. So the possibilities are endless, but the, the main thing is the quarterback. There's no two ways about it, yeah. like at all. So let's just say after the quarterback position, uh, what would be a kicker? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what would be your your next? Let's, all right, so we talked about Bryce Young. We already know what the Texans need to get, in our opinion, right? So, what would be the next position that they should get? Now, Rios, I know you said um, you said the the from Alabama. What if he's not available? Would you go with somebody like Jalen Carter from Georgia? Well, I think both of those guys probably go in the top five. Right, they're really good. So, if you know, just to say, for example, we can't get into the into the top five, we were picking lower, like, you know, like nine, 10 in the first round. I go, uh-huh. receiver. I would go receiver. I would go with Addison. He's probably about- the receiver in the draft. Okay. Build uh-huh. around the quarterback. Give him a weapon besides Mechie because you know, Brandon Cooks is not going to be here next year. That's no. pretty evident at this point. What so about, you- uh, what about Quentin Johnson of TCU? It depends where you pick in the draft, honestly. If you're like a 10, uh, he's available, like let's say by the if, bottom, like the well, 10. Say if, if Addison's still there, I'll go to Addison over, over Quentin Johnson. No, if okay. Addison's gone, then yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take a chance on Quentin Johnson. He's okay again, build around the quarterback because there's going to be no pieces as far as like defense at that point that well, yeah. you know, top early first round pick. So you go, go Addison. I mean, um, go you can go with Quentin Johnson if he's still. Since you're a little bit more familiar with with the with the college football, real is there any like good maybe sleeper picks on on that second round uh, as far as defense goes for us? It's a pretty solid draft as far as second round as far as second round defensive guys. Um, honestly, it's, you can pick it later. Honestly, because we're going to be picking early in the second round. Also, you get mm-hmm. whatever you want. There's a lot of places you can fill holes because we have the draft capital, especially right. if this kind of guy they they love they're like in love with. Hey, you can trade some of those, you know, day three picks, move up more into the second round or third round, and fill up your roster with elite talent. So I feel, you- I, I feel like our, our first three to four picks are really gonna dictate how we do next year, mm-hmm. like definitely. Yeah. And um, that's why it's a mistake to wait for you know Caleb Williams in 2024 because like just say you they you know they go defense first round. They built the roster and they win, you know, six, seven games. You're not picking in the top 10. Yeah. And then what, what are you going to do? There's no way this team, because the NFL is a business. There's no way Casera is going to risk his, his job to, you know, take a gamble. You know, let me get a number one pick again next year. That's, there's no. just no way. Do you, what do you think about the linebacker position? Like, we it, we need, we need a linebacker. Like, Yesterday, <laughs> no, we, we need a linebacker too. Like that's there's so many like there's so many positions that the Texans need right now. That's almost like uh pick you know pick your poison basically. No, the secondary I think it's pretty solid. Hmm. They're lacking on the defensive line and linebacker linebacker position. Yeah, uh, but that, you know, you know this is gonna be like a you know three four year rebuild. Yeah, it's, in, it's in not order like, to get to where we want to get. So. I would say right. probably by a year three. Not so not this draft or. Maybe by the next draft, like they're going to be competitive enough to like you know maybe fight for a wild card. It's going to be the third year in Bryce Young's rookie season. I mean, year three in Bryce Young's contract, where we right. can actually be competitive and see where this roster goes. So right before, right before the contract uh, extension, right before you got to pay him, basically. Yeah. So about two years to build this roster, about, right? But at that point, like you have a lot of guys on rookie contracts, so you can make some do some damage in the playoffs if you build this roster right, but. Again, it's going to take right. Um, the right the right coaching staff because yeah. they're not there in the building right now. Like, I, do, I, do I, you, the whole coaching staff—they're all they're going to clean house. They're all going to be fired. Do you think? Do you think we should like you know maybe try to throw some money at some free agents? Like, not this. Or do, do you think should we should just strictly stick to the draft for now? 
this offseason to stick to the draft. Oh, this 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 upcoming one for sure. But like once we get Bryce Young, do you want to try to be competitive right away, or do you just want to give it some more time? No, this because I'm thinking I'm thinking like you said, like four years, like at least. I would say three years. I would say so. This offseason, no, just focus on the draft. The following, once you see what you have in Bryce Young and see what you need, what pieces you need to make a competitive roster on offense and defense, then from there, that's when you start because you're going to have a ton of um, cap space this year and next season. So just, you know, I would say wait and see with the rookie class and see what you got. And then from there, plug the holes with these, you know, big name free agents. And hey, you could be competitive in three years. Yeah, that's a dream, man. That's the dream. They got they got the pieces in place already. You have the cap space. It's just putting it all. I'm telling you, Bryce Young is gonna walk into a team and he's gonna make everybody ten times the players they are right now. Like, oh yeah, especially like somebody like Pierce. And if we can get like a good wide receiver to go along with them, to go with Mechie and uh, Nico Nico Collins. Like, I've been advocating for Bryce Young since last year. Yeah, and I mean he couldn't. He wasn't eligible for the draft last year, but. I was like, it was like watching all those Alabama movies, like, this kid's gonna be special, man. Like, this is someone who needed to get. I said the same thing about Deshaun Watson watching him in college. Like, this is, you know, you can tell, like, a lot of times who's gonna be special, who's not. And more times than right, more times than not, I'm usually right about who's gonna well, be special. Well, the, well the, the, the thing about Watson was that people were criticizing that he wasn't playing like a like really good competition in college, right? Yeah. Well, that but, uh, is turnovers. Well. Turnovers, yeah. yeah, that were pretty bad. He's very turnover. Bryce Young is the opposite. I think Bryce Young is a better draft prospect than Watson was, because he's. You go, you go that he looks like he's, he's more close in the pocket. He plays better competition, and less turnovers. The only I can promise you, if uh, Bryce Young was six three and you know two twenty, there'd be no questions about him being number one overall. No question whatsoever. Like trade his size for uh, Stroud's size, there'd be zero questions about him number one. It's it, what's big, the what's the yeah. difference? What's the high difference between him and Stroud? So with Stroud, he has. Basically, like ten seconds of the ball. Like he has one of the best lines in football. He has the top receiver in football. He has Marvin Harrison Jr. Like he has the best receiver in college football. And again, the level of competition in the Big Ten versus the SEC is way different. SEC, especially like teams like Georgia, that's NFL-ready defenses with college kids. And Ohio State, like the level of competition they face, eh, it's not as tough as the SEC. And again, he has all day to throw the ball. He's never really had to like go through adversity, like with Bryce Young, especially this year, they've had one of the, I would say one of their worst seasons as far as like um, talent on the offensive side of the ball. It's basically him making plays. He doesn't have like a Jameson Williams or a Mechie out there to, you know, help him out. And especially with the running, also with the running backs and the offensive line, like it's been a lot of him running for his life. And he still, he put up. He still makes the plays. That's the crazy thing. He put up. That's exactly what we need. He put up similar numbers as it is his Heisman winning season. It's just they lost a couple games and kind of took him out of the running. So can we all agree that it's going to be Bryce Young or nothing? I agree. It has to be. has to be. Yeah, I agree. You listening? Um, You listening, front office? (laughs) Yeah, I know you're listening, bro. Let him know. (laughs) Hey, really quick. Um, One of the things I want to talk about, so I'm looking at some of the free agents that are going to be available in 2023 right after the season is over now uh let's look at right after this season uh after the season after this nfl season in 20 for okay. 2023 2024 now i was looking at one that stood out and now 
hear me out really quick on this, okay? And I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Is that a kicker? You're probably wrong. Yeah, it's a kicker, of course. <laughs> no, um, I'm looking at Josh Jacobs. What do you guys think of having like a little dual threat? Josh, do you think he's going to go for like to get paid, paid from from that? Do you think it'd be something? Some, but we have we have like cap space right now. That's the thing. We could Would afford you, it, but I think I think it's too early right now. We could afford him, but it, it's a mistake. It's you not the time. Back. It's not the time. You got, running, you got running back one in Pierce. You don't need another. No, I know. I mean, somebody to like, you know, give him something like a break. I know that Marlon Mack wanted was supposed to be that guy this year, but we didn't get much production. And Eno Benjamin, I was kind of happy, and they let him go. <laughs> so yeah. like, well, Pierce and Jacobs, they're similar runners. You know, they're yeah. they're they're powerful runners down the middle. Like they're not like you know, you know, sideline to sideline. Like they're gonna you know pound the ball. Like you you, don't, right. you need a guy that's gonna compliment Pierce. So you want a guy that's. Kind of like a scat back, you know. You can, you know, line up in the shotgun, catch passes out of the backfield. You know, bring a different element that Pierce doesn't bring. That's kind of what you want to look for. And I wouldn't do it with the free agent. Like you can probably find that so, in, the, in the draft. So if you were going to, uh, true. So if you were going to choose somebody like in the as a free agent, what position would be the most important? Trenches. Okay. I would say if you're going to go quarterback number one, you want to build up your line. Look for you know. A guy that at center or one of the guard positions to basically shore up that offensive line or yeah. on the defensive line. But those are two positions you want to focus on as far as if as uh, far as you know big name free agents. Yeah, you want to protect they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be more developed than a college kid. Like you want to protect your your investment as far as your quarterback. right, of course. So that would make sense. So get something like a piece like either a center or somebody like that. Or a guard, so, yeah, yeah, or a guard. So those are uh, positions you can find as free agents versus like the draft. But like the draft, like again, these kids are you know having to learn to go against you know world class athletes versus mm-hmm. like guys already you know three or four years on their free agent. You, they can you can plug them in, and especially like these you know top name guys mm-hmm. in the trenches. Like that, that's where you build your team, the trenches. Yeah, yeah, like like if we had to pick like two positions, I would definitely pick somebody on the O line. Uh, hopefully, sure. hopefully more than just one, but yeah, definitely the O line. And then, I mean, if we have the money to spend in a few years, uh, I would like like an elite wide receiver. I feel like that would be uh, amazing because every every single great team has an elite wide receiver. Uh, so, like, if we're gonna get like, hopefully, what could become an elite quarterback, we need to give him the weapons. Uh, yeah, that he needs in order to succeed. What, once we make the decision to fully go competitive, mm-hmm. that's when we need to throw the money at, at you know somebody. I don't know who's gonna be available maybe two three years from now. Yeah, but it's got to be somebody who has done it in not somebody, hopefully not somebody like on the older side, but somebody who can stay on the timeline that we're building right now. Yeah, someone uh, that's, that's you know coming out of the rookie contract and they're ready to get you know sign their first big deal. That's exactly, somebody who's actually exactly. Exactly. All right, all right, y'all. It's about that time. We're in through this about an hour, so uh, don't forget to check us out on the spaces. This weekend at I'll try I'll try and listen. I'm working, I'm definitely working, but I'll try and listen. Oh wait, no, wait. This wait. weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Sunday. Yes, oh, Sunday. Shit. I might be able to join you guys then. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so so uh I'm gonna be out of town this weekend. Um where are you going? Well, it's my sister's graduation, that's why. Oh. So uh I'm gonna be out of town Friday and maybe Saturday, but I'll definitely be here Sunday and I took the day off. Also, it's the World Cup final, so can't miss that. True. All so right. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be able to join you guys on the on the spaces then. Oh, real quick. Right. World Cup predictions. Who's winning the final? France. 
Well, we gotta. Well, definitely. Like honestly, if Francis, if if, if France advances, it's definitely France. But we won't know till tomorrow. I'm gonna go dark horse Morocco. If it's Morocco, dude, dude. I'm going Morocco. Yeah, like, honestly, if Morocco wins it. It's that's unexpected. Honestly, I'll be happy if whoever wins it, except for France. I don't want France to go back. No. To we I all know they're too all... good. They're too good, and I hate. Hey, it. <laughs> hey we all know it's going to be Argentina. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll take it too. That, that gets salty all you want. You'll come be salty all you if, want. I'll you know if it's it. Argentina. All that's the, that Qatar Airways never, money. Like, if it, and if it happens, and if it happens, mm. you will never hear the end of it from me. Always. Why is it Messi playing for Venezuela? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, bro. Yeah. I didn't know you were from <laughs> he almost cried. What was it? I know you're from Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, no, definitely, I'll be there. I'll be, yeah, yeah. be able to join you guys someday. I can play for God. Faces uh, from Wager Wire, powered by Wager Wire, at 9 a.m. this Sunday. We're going to be talking a little bit more Texans. Hopefully, our conversation gets as heated as it did last time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it so was. Let's do that. No and Saints so, fans, please. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, Poppy feels a certain way about Saints fans. So. Really quick, after that, if uh, to check us out on those spaces, you got to be following us on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter at JustFans22. And, of course, follow us on that tickety-talk at... Oh, be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> JustFans2022. I, I, I follow us because I think, is it what the cool kids say now? Because we are lit. Is that correct? Oh, shut the fuck up. It is fire. I don't condone any of this. <laughs> It is fire. It is. Make it uh, look lame. Stop it, sir. What is uh? What's another thing that the cool kids say nowadays? Hype. Right. Are you peeing? We don't, we can, don't we, look- can we? Can we? Can we? Can we use that? Right. It is hype. It is lit down here. That's what's going on. We don't we'll see with this old man. What's over going there? on the streets, yo. That's what it is. I'm gonna stop. I'm. I feel like right now. I'm one of, I'm one huh? of y'all. Don't, don't listen to what they say. I'm one of y'all. I go to college. <laughs> All right, man. All right. You're the college. All right, y'all. Well, <laughs> you're the mascot of a college. <laughs> I mean, it pays pretty well, apparently. So, no. All right. Goodbye, guys. y'all. Yeah, we got to end this. This is getting too dumb. This is getting too dumb now. <laughs> All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Same place, same time. Peace.